You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. For those of you that are in it, you know who today's guest is because you sent me so many questions for her. This is probably the the one guest that I got the most questions from on Facebook and Instagram, so I'm so excited to chat with her. And I'm also so excited because this week, June 10th, this comes this is Wednesday when you're listening to this. So tomorrow, if you're listening to it on time, my new Housewives Watching Wine is officially here. This is our ultimate the ultimate summer drink that we're going to sip on together. Um, it's a rosé. It's light. It's fresh. It's crisp. It's organic. It's low sulfite. It uh, is no sugar, so it's not going to leave you with a gnarly headache tomorrow. I'm calling it my housewives watching wine. I crafted it with my partners at Elix, and it's officially on sale June 10th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Go to nofilterwine.com, and you can order this can right here. This one's Jersey inspired. It says, I'm ready to flip a table. But we also have Who Gon' Check Me Boo, I Stole Kim's Goddamn House, and I'm ready to mention it all. Four fun cans that you can order right now at nofilterwine.com. So go and give it give it an order because I, I love that validation, just like I love you listening to me on hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter every week. All right. Today's guest is a lot of fun, but if you fool her twice, you better run. She's a wife, a mother, an autism advocate, and now a nutrition and holistic health coach. She's a Vegas girl, so she will call your bluff. Please welcome OG of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Jacqueline Larita. Oh, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm hiding. I'm in the bar area of the house right now, hiding from Nick so he doesn't interrupt and uh, I think CJ's uh, in his little man cave back there playing video games. I love it. Do you ever, are you allowed in the man cave? I am, but when I go in there, I get like the look like, what do you want? Like, when are you leaving? <laughs> are you bringing me food? Like, what's your purpose here? How old are the boys now? They're getting so big. I see them on your Instagram. Yeah. CJ just graduated high school and Nick just finished the sixth grade. And Nick's birthday is actually June 11th. He'll be 12. Aw, happy birthday, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the, the questions I got a lot was people want to know, um, specifically Elizabeth, Elizabeth wrote in and she said, I would love a Nick update. I wish uh, I was lucky enough to meet you at the first going home with Donnie Generation Rescue event and thank and thanked you for all of your advice. She said she does follow you on Instagram, but she wants to know how Nick is doing now. A lot of people want to know what is the update on Nick? Uh, Nick is doing good, uh, making progress. He loved school. I mean, we did mostly homeschool, but towards the end of the year, we finally got to go to school a couple of days a week. He would jump out of bed to go to school. He loves it. Um, the biggest thing right now, um, he's obsessed with like real estate, Google Earth. He has every real estate app. He loves to look at houses and takes pictures of all the interiors. He's an amazing photographer. So I think one day I'm going to get him a job. Like if people want to sell their house, he goes in and takes all the pictures and then <laughs> for them because he's obsessed with doing that. My, my phone is like, and his iPad is just filled with house pictures. And we do drive-bys all the time, open houses with him. Like he loves it. 
I love that. And how is your, I see you doing a lot of advocacy work for autism. How's that going? Good. I'm actually going um, in June. We're going to Florida for the IHA uh, conference out there. So we'll be speaking there um, out in Florida. And we haven't been able to do that in a while because of everything. So it'll be the first time in a long time. So, you know, I get nervous when I get in front of a group of people, but, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. That's good. I remember we used to do conferences together all the time. And I I miss yeah. at first I was like, I would get so burned out because it would be such long weekends. And then when they were gone for the for this past yeah. like year and a half now, I'm like, no, like I miss being I like that. That was like my time to get away with my husband. We'd yeah. have like a night or two alone. And, you know, that was like fun, you know, <laughs> to get away, it was talk your- to everybody and meet other families. And- yeah. I do miss it. So I'm glad it's getting back to it. Yeah. Um, Erica Earl asks, how is Ashley doing? She's good. She was living out here for a while with uh, Cameron between my house and my parents' house. She would kind of go back and forth. And then um, Pete was out here for a while too. He stayed about three months and, you know, they were separated and trying to work things out. And I was hoping we could get him to move out here, but his job and everything. He, you know, he has family back there yeah. too. So eventually he won her over and got her back to Jersey and they're living in New Jersey. Oh, I was just, I was just FaceTiming with her, her new dog yesterday. Um, Arlo, Arlo tomato. I think we named him Jeter at first and then they changed the name to Arlo. So it's Arlo tomato. Are you, are you enjoying being a grandma, a glamma? Yeah, it's it's so much easier because you don't really have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but spoil him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Play a little, and then when you get burnt out, it's like bye. Okay, go back bye. to your mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Martha wants to know why you moved to Vegas. Because my husband had an opportunity to get back into the apparel business, which he's done since he was 17 years old. And his partners were in California and also in Las Vegas. So if we were going to go to California or Vegas, obviously I'm going to move to Vegas because one of his partners that lives here is actually his brother. So his brother lives here. My One of my brothers lives here. My parents live here. My cousins live here. So I have a big family support system out here. I have old friends, you know, that I've had forever out here. So we moved to Vegas because that way he's close to everything. He has, you know his business out here with his brother and he goes back and forth to California and also to New York. And you grew up in Vegas or you lived there most of your, I I moved to Las Vegas when I was pregnant with my daughter. So, um, my husband, my ex-husband and I, he was my husband at the time, um, could be closer to my parents were retiring. Uh, My dad was retiring from the army as a, a full bird army Colonel. And he was retiring in, moving to Las Vegas because my mom's twin sister and her mother were out here, you know, her, my, her family was out here. So I wanted to follow them here. <laughs> so, you know, having a baby, you want to be there. So I moved here when I was like 20, I think 20 years old. And then I moved away when I was 30. And then, and that's when you became a Jersey girl. Yeah. And that, and like, uh, I forget how many years later that was. Uh, I had it been six years later, I became a Jersey girl. I was actually born in New Jersey, though. Really? Yeah. In um, Long Branch, Fort Monmouth, um, the Army base out there, I was born, which is no longer, actually. The Army yeah. base is shut down now. But Long Branch, that area. 
And so now you've transitioned from being a housewife and now you're doing like holistic health coaching, right? Yeah. Well, what I did was um, after housewives, I got certified um, as a holistic health coach and also in functional medicine and toxicity, autism, um, uh, um, biomed, um, I was just getting all kinds of certifications because, you know, I work with a lot of families that right. are affected by autism. So I just was trying to, you know, educate myself more and get more knowledge and so I can help more families. Well, yeah. I mean, and you and I have both read all the books. We know all the doctors. We have them in our yeah. phones that like it's easy to yeah. like help refer people and make connections yeah. that that seemed like a natural fit for you. Yes. So I feel like a lot of people are in this like post 2020 post quarantine. I've been locked down. My body's gotten a little pudgy. Like what are Uh, your so so as the holistic health coach slash like beauty guru, what (laughs) tips do you have for people now that, you know, we're in 2021, we're getting ready to hang out with everybody again and just like get back to normal life. What health tips do you have to share with my listeners and viewers? I mean, I fluctuate so much. So right now it's like, you know, period month. I feel like I've like gained so much weight lately and whatever, but I know what to do. Um, from what works for me anyway, is I go high protein. I still do carb, but I do like a lower carb, high protein, lots of vegetables. Um, try to eat as clean as possible. Um, I do cleanses, you know, things like that, but, um, you know, mostly just eating really clean, lean protein and, and veggies. And really the only fruit I eat is like wild blueberries, grapefruit, and then the the occasional like little piece of banana or something. Yeah. So you mainly stick to like the lower glycemic, lower carb fruits. That's yeah. The, I followed the Keto Terry and the Dr. Will Co pro- program. Yeah. That's what I follow. So it's protein and fat, low carb as much as yeah. possible. I try to do intermittent fasting as best as I can. Yeah, intermittent fasting. But for I, sure that I'm helps. also, I love like a good like 6 a.m. workout. And then I always try yeah. to, to bring in a protein shake afterwards just to like replenish my muscles. So sometimes yeah. I don't always do intermittent fasting, but I try to fit that in as much as possible. I do that too. I, I, and I do the walking app with the open fit. I try to get like a half hour walking in or the elliptical. I do yoga, Pilates, kickboxing. Um, I mean, I, I just, I just do random stuff all the time. Okay. Now, talk to me about beauty. Cause you're the skin expert. <laughs> Don't you have a history in like, uh, being an esthetician or you um, a cosmetologist? A cosmetologist. Yeah. Okay. I still keep my license up. That's good. Um, Okay. So as the skin expert slash like Botox queen, which we loved all your tips on on Housewives of Jersey, what are your favorite go-to cosmetic treatments currently? I mean, clearly Botox. Um, (laughs) I always get made fun of for that, but it's like, I'm sorry. I... Before I was doing Botox, I had very deep lines in my forehead. And so the Botox, the Xeomin, the Discord, they all do, you know, the same thing. Um, I feel like it took away the wrinkles like in my forehead and I, I do Botox here, here and across here. Um, I've done it under here before, but I don't always like that. I like it just through here. Yeah. People think you get Botox all over your face. You don't No. Um, and my favorite, like of treatments besides Botox is the fractional laser. Mm. That is freaking amazing. I'm actually due for that right now. I haven't done that in a while and I can see the changes in my skin, but it tightens everything. It gets sort of 
you know, sunspots, freckles, acne scars, like it just makes my skin flawless. So do you do Botox and filler or you just do the, the forehead, forehead Botox? I ha- I've, I've done filler in my lips. I've done filler here. Like I've done filler, you know, like where you get, like, it starts to, you know, yeah, right I've here. done filler here. I haven't done it. I think the last time I did it was maybe January. It was right when we were coming off of quarantine. I did like, a, you know, like that. Um, I don't do a lot of filler in my face, despite what people think. I used to, you know, do like cheeks and all that. I've, I've laid off fillers for a long time. I just do Botox here and like laser. Um, I haven't done my lips in a while. I mean, they are deflating. Look at that. I mean, they I look great. They look great from here. I know I so because people always ask me about my brow. So one brow, I think, is a really good import. Your brow you shape. Great brow. You yeah. have perfect brow. Thank you. I just got them touched up yesterday. Um, But so but. It Botox does help. So I get Botox right here in the glabella. And then yeah. my plastic surgeon just just a little bit right under the eyebrow. I know a lot of people go above. Yeah, people go above and it gives you like that yeah. Spock brow. But he yeah. does it right under and it just I kind like of opens that. my eyes a little bit. Because I have Ooh. like very almond eyes. So but, you know, start. I always think like I always tell people like start small and then build as you go. Like, you know. Yeah. And like go to like a really good like plastic surgeon. Do you, you have because you, you don't want it to be like crazy. like usually like I don't like this look. Yeah. But usually when I when I go, I I usually say I want them just kind of where they are, but yeah. just like I see like right now I'm due. I, I'm actually want to do it soon. But see how this drops when I haven't done it in a while. Like I like it when this is more lifted, yeah. like through here. But then I don't like the ends up. Yeah. So I don't know, but right now it's sort of worn out. So I can tell I'm getting like heavier here. This is heavier. Yeah. Like I'm due, I'm due for it. <laughs> How often are you doing it? Um, I would say, let's see, when did I go last? I can't remember, January. Um, between four, six months, yeah. four, six months, I would say. That's usually yeah. the touch up time, right? Yeah. I can just tell, like right now I can kind of tell. <laughs> you look great from here. <laughs> okay. So shall we dive into Jersey? Cause that's really where people had lots of questions for you. Okay. So what really led to your exit from the show? Because we saw in your final season, you were going to have a sit down with Melissa and Teresa, and then you stormed out and we really didn't see you again outside of that reunion. They actually told me to leave, but okay. <laughs> well, see, okay, so that's the tea that oh, yeah, I want to yeah. know. So, yeah, so I was there. The whole thing was, I didn't even want to go to that because I, at that point, I really didn't want to do the show, but I, I would have done another season, but um. And then the whole thing was I wanted to sit down with them individually and not like because one kind of feeds off the other. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk individually to to each person, not really Melissa, because I didn't have anything to say to her. But, um, you know, Teresa, especially because literally the night before the Vermont trip, Teresa and I, we had gone out to dinner with our husbands. We were laughing hysterically. We were having the best time, like. I thought it was real. Melissa yeah. told me it was fake. And she was so shocked that we had a nice time. She was like, what well, are you sure? Like you guys had a good time. Like, I swear to God, like the cameras went away. Cause we had filmed actually. Yeah. We filmed a triple date with Dolores. 
And then I don't know if they ever aired it or not. And then when the cameras went down, we stayed late, like after and had a great time. And Melissa was like shocked we got along. By the time we got to Vermont, Teresa was like angry with me. And I didn't know what was going on. And I knew that girl that was there to like come at me. I yeah. mean, all the signs were there. So I was just like, what is going, what happened between the night before Vermont and Vermont? Like what happened there? But anyway, so, and a lot of that scene, by the way, was edited out. So you see my, me getting worked up and angry, but you don't really see what I'm getting angry at because they didn't really show the other side of the conversations that got me worked up. So a lot of that was edited out. And I think it was because a lot of it was repetitive stuff from the past and things like that. But to me, I needed to be shown because it didn't really warrant why I was getting so pissed off. Right. Not showing it, but that's, that's, it looked like the conversation was just about um, Melissa, not talking about um, you being the one to like help with, I think it was the stripper gate season, that finale. Yeah. And all that. And then, so the, the people behind stripper gate were Teresa and Kim D. Okay. They were the ones that got the people involved. I knew nothing about it. I was not involved. I had nothing to do with it at all. And Melissa knew that Therese knew that she had admitted it at one point. And so did, you know, Melissa, like everybody knew what really happened and they were trying to spin it because they were angry with me and trying to lay all that on me again. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like what just happened? Yeah. You know? And, um, there was just a lot of other things being said. And when I was talking about Melissa's nose jobs, what I was referring to was the way she can lie to your face because they didn't, they kind of edited out some of that. But I was saying like, it's amazing to me how you can look someone in the eye and lie to their face with a straight face, just like you did about your nose jobs. Like Andy Cohen asked about the nose job. She's talking about its contour. And, you know, and I'm just like, you know, we know how many nose jobs you've had and whatever, and you're going to sit there with a straight face and lie, just like you're doing right now. Yeah. Like you're lying about everything right now. How do you look at me and do that? Like what you're saying to me right now. And it was just about like stuff in the past and like, whatever. So that I was getting ugh, so disgusted. So in the, in the finale thing, the whole thing was, I wasn't going to go. The producer came to my house or like, please go, please have the conversation. We'll let you have a one-on-one with the girls. So they're not interrupting, blah, blah, blah. So I, I agreed to go. And um, so when they came in, it was just like an, like an immediate attack. And I was like trying to talk, whatever. At one point, um, I was in the other room and Dolores was like, you know what, Jacqueline, you should just go home. Just go because she's not going to, this isn't going anywhere and whatever. You should really just go. And we all agreed that I was going to go and whatever. Um, Teresa and I were kind of going at it. And then she kind of walked away. And then I went to leave. And as I was leaving with the producer, I was getting in the producer's car to leave. Dolores and Siggy were running after me. And I was like, no, no, I've already demiked. This is over. I'm done. I I got you know paid to do what I had to do, yeah. which was go in there and face them and say whatever. And, you know, you didn't let it go the way that you told me it was going to go. So I'm going home now. I did my job for the day. I'm going home. And they were running after me. And I said, Nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not having this fake conversation with them being dragged back into that. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. So I was telling the producer, drive, drive, go right. And when, when you saw me waving, I was waving to the producers that were outside, not Siggy and Dolores (laughs) when I was doing the wave. 
And they were kind of like behind. And I was telling the producer, you better drive the car right now because you told me I could leave if I did this and I'm done like that. So then, uh, so then the producers like had, you know, then I left. So were you flipping off the producers? Yes. I was Cause that was like, why are you trying to get me to go back yeah. in there after I already did my scene? Yeah. Like I did the scene, I left and now you guys want me to come back in there. Like yeah. what, for what? Like there's no, there's nothing getting resolved here. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I was just disgusted with the whole thing. So then come, you know, season eight, um, they Bravo called me in and they had to sit down with me and they were trying to see like where my relationships were with everybody. Cause they knew that I wasn't having a connection with the cast, like with, you know, Teresa, and Melissa mostly and whatever. And, um, I was a little disgusted because some of the people that were filming off camera, including Melissa had plenty to say about Teresa and things going on in their opinions, but we would get on camera and nobody would say what they were really saying or feeling, or it was like, am I in the twilight zone? Like I get on camera, everyone's kissing her ass. Why don't you guys say what you're saying to me? Yeah. So I was the only one that would like say their truth, you know? So it was getting like frustrating being a part of it. And so anyway, I was expressing all that to Bravo. I was like, you know, I really, I don't like the way you protect her. I don't like, you know, I know, I knew it was a cleanup Teresa season. We knew that going in, we were actually told that because her reputation had gotten so bad and everything that they had to clean her up a little bit. Yeah. So they weren't really showing half the stuff she was saying in our fights and things like that. Cause they weren't, they didn't want her to be a villain again. Right. They were trying to clean up her image. So anyone going against her is going to be bad guy. And I knew that going in and I didn't really care, but I, so I just expressed how I felt and everything. And so they came back to me with, okay, why don't you come on part-time and then we'll just see how it plays out. And then maybe we'll bring you on full-time if you just start filming and just see how it goes and see how your relationships form. And, you know, then maybe you could be full-time. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. Like you, like you want to knock my salary down and bring me on part-time and you already know how I perform, you know, you know, I'm unpredictable at times. Um, you know, I'll I'll pretty much say and do anything. I'm not afraid of confrontation or anybody. Um, you know how I perform. So you either bring me on full time or you don't bring me on at all. And they, they, their whole thing was they wanted me to come on, kind of try out, you know, just see where things went and then kind of promise me like, well, maybe you'll be full time if you perform, if you know, see how it goes, which I know is bullshit. They say that to people and then they use you all season long as you're like the sacrificial lamb. And then you don't get paid as much for, and I felt like I paid my dues already. And it just turned the whole thing turned me off. I wasn't having fun anymore. I, I didn't enjoy filming anymore because I, I wasn't liking where it was going. I didn't like some of the people on it. I was just turned off by the whole thing. And I was like, no, nope, I'm out. Have they asked you back since? Um, well, no, cause I moved, oh, but that's right. now you're in, they did ask me to come film a couple scenes. Like they wanted me, there was a scene, I think a posh fashion show that had happened after I was out. They wanted me to show up to that. Um, where, where Teresa threw the chair at Kim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be at that, I guess. They wanted me to come to that and a couple other things. And I just didn't do it. Because yeah. by then I was just like, I'm out. I don't want to be that person. Uh, Monique wants to know if you're still friendly with Dolores. She also says she loves you. Yes, I'm still friendly with Dolores. Um, 
you know, we used to talk a lot more. We don't talk as often now, but we'll check in with each other here and there. Is there anyone on the current cast that you talk to aside from Dolores? Um, I've had like, um, like social media interactions with the girls, but not, you know, we don't call and talk or, you know, we're not like that. A lot of people think that um, the reason Melissa is so loyal to Teresa on camera is because she's trying to secure her spot in future seasons. You have some background knowledge, being that you know them behind the scenes. What's mm-hmm. your take on <laughs> Melissa and Teresa's relationship? Listen, I don't think they'll ever fully love each other. I don't think they like each other. I think they know how to play the game at this point, and they know what the fans need to see. Or- yeah whatever. I think they're, they don't want to do that whole, you know, fighting thing again. Do I think they like each other? No. Cause I know what each of them said behind each other's back and I know where their true heart is. And it's very clear and you can hear it with their subtle digs or things, you know, that they'll say or whatever. Um, I think they do what they have to do for the family, which is what they should have done in the first place, which right. is what I tried to get Teresa to do from the day they came on. I mean, honestly, I, that's what I had told her because she didn't, you know, Teresa tried to pull the like, I quit in, if they come on the show the night before the christening. And I told her, look, you're going to go to that christening tomorrow and they're still filming. They, they don't care. Like, yeah. are you going to go to the christening and they're going to be filming Melissa and your brother and not you? Are you OK with that? Like, because the show yeah. goes on with, with or without you. Yeah. So she just she signed on the night before the christening. Because she's like, whatever. But, but my whole thing was call your brother before they even start. So you guys could get, you know, on the same page or yeah. at least before filming starts, before it turns to a shit show. But she didn't want to do that. So, yeah. So I think they know how to play the game at this point. And I think they they just do what they have to do for the camera. People, it's very different now. People play to the camera. They know how housewives work. They know what kind of drama cells or whatever. And I feel like a lot of it isn't as sincere as it used to be. I feel like people, and I didn't see this season. I saw the reunion show. I watched the reunion, but you know, you get the gist of it. And I see clips here and there on Instagram and stuff like that. But I feel like people play to the camera now, you know, they, they, they know the game. So so since you saw the reunion, you saw that the big, conflict this season was Jackie and Teresa and Teresa bringing up yeah. a rumor. Do you I think, on that. do you think that the rumor was true or do you think, do you think she heard it somewhere or do you think she made it up? Listen, the whole thing with that, my take on what, what happened there, Teresa could have heard the rumor somewhere. Who knows? She either made it up or heard it. I don't know which, but she heard it somewhere. The whole thing was, if you heard that, what I think upset Jackie was you took that rumor and you made it into a storyline. You brought it on camera on national TV. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that's what she was trying to say to Teresa. Like I hear stuff, maybe, maybe, maybe not about you, your family, your kids, whatever, but I don't talk about it on the show because um, now it becomes a storyline. Right. So I think she was kind of like giving Teresa a taste of her own medicine. Like, yeah. how do you like that? You know how like a Teresa yeah, yeah, voice, yeah. you know, <laughs> she, so I think she was trying to give it back to her. It was a bad analogy because, you know, it planted a seed that some people picked up on and is like, is she doing drugs? Is she not doing drugs? You right. know, 
Um, it was about an allergy, but I think at the time it was just sort of like, it's what she grabbed out of whatever to show Teresa, like, I don't care if you heard this rumor or not, you, you affected my family and my children by bringing that out on national TV. And I think that's the point she was trying to make. Yeah. I mean, but you know, when you're on the show, it's like, it's just kind of what you do. I mean, you're you're kind of like. And I feel like it's hard because you have cameras on you that if you slip up and say the wrong, like, I know if I trip up on my words in a podcast interview, people in the comments are like, oh, you said this. And, you know, this fact is wrong. But I was like, but like, it was a live, like, we were taping and like, I tripped up on a word. Like, you know, you have those like moments where you don't always think everything through, especially if you're caught up in the heat of the moment. And then it's caught on footage and then they can edit it and put it out. However. Yes. And I think she saw that Teresa kept telling different people this rumor on camera because she was hoping it would get picked up. Yeah. It was very obvious. She was hoping that rumor would get picked up or she wouldn't have said it to this person, this person, this person. You know what I mean? It was, it was purposely made into a storyline, which is sad for Jackie because I I have no idea if that would, you know, I I don't think so, but you know. Uh, Fabi, I can't pronounce this last name, but Fabi on Instagram asks, what do you think of the rumors that Joe Gorga doesn't pay people? Well, have you heard those rumors? I mean, yes, I've heard those rumors many years, but then I, I think I had this talk with Joe before, um, about the rumors actually a long time ago. And the way he was trying to explain it to me was when you're in the business he's in, this is what Melissa would tell me. When you're in the business, he's in in um, contracting or construction or whatever. You hire people to do jobs, and if they don't do the job right, then maybe you don't pay them. And or they, you know, they use that analogy with me, or not analogy, with me, but they would say to me, if they didn't do it right, or if they didn't do what I asked, or whatever, then they're not getting paid until they do the job. Or that that's the excuse that they were giving. I don't know, like. Other people are claiming the opposite, like we did the job and he didn't pay us. I mean, yes, I've heard those rumors many times. For years. Yeah. Interesting. Because they're really trying to make it seem like they're not true at all. Well, maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, they've been, those rumors have been around for a very long time. I don't know if they're true or not. Because I've heard, you know, it's, oh, it's this or it's that. Yeah. Um, I do know that he did post some pictures of work he's done that actually my husband's friend, it was his work. And he called my husband uh, upset. Like, why is this guy posting pictures of my work on his pages Instagram, and stuff? Yeah, I, I saw that. Kind of let it go. But I don't know if it's the same as what you're talking about. But um, I did. I did see that, that there was like a, a home that he claimed to either build or renovate. I don't know all the I details. Because just one. I think I think oh, it was, was multiple. Few. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think there was multiple and some people were talking about that. I, like that was my work. That was my work kind of the thing. Yeah, I did hear about and, that. And, and someone did, um, you know, question that. Yeah. Like we know someone whose actually work it was. But um, I don't know. So I saw that you Maybe were. My inspiration. Maybe he's not really claiming he did it. It's just. It's like, ask, you know, inspiration, maybe. 
Well, when you take inspiration, I know bloggers and like Instagrammers get in trouble when they take inspiration and post and don't give credit. So if the credit isn't properly given, then I would understand why somebody would be upset. But again, I just remember it coming like rumors a few months ago, but I never dove deep into what those rumors or accusations actually were. Um, so we saw that you're still, you're obviously still co- close with Kathy. You guys went to to dinner a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they came over, like showed them around the neighborhood. We went out to eat. We drove, I drove them all over Vegas. And Victoria just got married too recently. I know. I was supposed to go to that. We were coming off of COVID. Ah, uh, that was a gorgeous wedding. I saw those photos and they were gorgeous. Like, like royalty, didn't it? It was it, like this beautiful fairy tale wedding. It was gorgeous. How is Kathy doing? She's doing great. She's so happy. I mean, she's doing what she loves. She's traveling the freaking where every other week, I feel like she's traveling somewhere doing yeah. something. Um, yeah, they just seem really happy. Uh, Nicole Fletcher wants to know if you still talk to Caroline since on watch what happens live, you said that you, you've talked to Dina recently. How's your relationship with Caroline? Uh, good. So, you know, we keep in touch. We text, we text more than we talk on the phone. We like text, you know, like I'll text, like catch up, you know, what's going on. Things are new. You know, they have some exciting things going on right now, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to get involved in all that uh, drama. Yeah. You know, I hear what's going on and I like, I really don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Like all I'll say is whoever did that, or if whoever did what they did deserves what they get. Like, yeah. that's all I know. Like that's all I'll say is like, I would imagine it's a hard or awkward position for you to be in with your husband because these are his sisters. And, you know, obviously I, I would imagine that kind of puts you in the middle trying to keep the peace between your relationship with both of them. Yeah. Like I just don't, their arguments, their argument, like I'm not getting involved with that, but you know, who, whoever did something wrong should get what they deserve. That's all I, that's all I'll say about that. Like, but I'm not, you know, picking, I'm, I'm not like, I'm trying not to get involved in it because they each have their own version of what happened. Yeah. And you know, this one says this, this one says this. So I'm not, I'm, I'm just not. (laughs) I'm not going there. Did you have any thoughts about Caroline, the letter that she wrote in support of Dina's ex? I I don't have all the information to comment on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what where Caroline's head was at the time. I don't know what, I don't know what was happening or why this, I, I don't, even though if it's a hundred percent true, I don't know all right. the details. Right. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know. And sometimes I it's best to just be like, I don't know all the details and I hope yeah. it all shakes out <laughs> the way it's meant yeah. to shake out. Right. I hope it, I just hope everyone gets what they deserve. Yeah. Um, is, is Dina still close with Teresa? I know they were really good friends for a long time. Um, yeah. As far as I know of, they are. Hunter Blake Gibson wants to know, what did you think of the choice to bring Danielle back on to Housewives a couple seasons ago? Um, Well, you know, Danielle's only been a housewife for two seasons. I don't know. And then she was not even on there for at least five. You know, Um, she likes to claim I've been on the show since whatever, but she was really only on two seasons. They brought her back as a friend, never as a housewife. And I knew they would never bring her up 
on as a housewife because they told me that because she's a liability Mm. and they were never going to bring her back. They promised her that just like, you know, how they do that. Like, Oh, you perform, you come on, you will. Oh, I'm sure you'll be a housewife. They had no intentions of making her a housewife. Um, and so I knew it wasn't going to last. I knew that she was on for the drama. And as soon as she pissed off enough people, she'd be gone. And she pissed everybody off. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of the pony pool? Oh yeah. Um, very hypocritical. <laughs> of Danielle or of Teresa's involvement in it? Well, I mean, someone tells you to jump off a bridge, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I, I know how Teresa works. Or I know she's usually very calculated like that and behind the scenes like that. But, um, you know, Danielle did it willingly. And it doesn't matter who told you to do what, you did it. And especially after the shit she gave Ashley. Yeah. You know, um, as you know, a, a child in high school. So for her to do this as a grown adult, um, and it was a little more extreme, I think. It was. Um, what did Ashley think of all of that when she saw it happen? I know she tweeted Margaret, but what did she think of Danielle kind of trying to downplay her pulling Margaret's hair? Um, I just think I don't remember. I think she was just like, what a hypocrite or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Danielle was trying to have her moments. I guess maybe she saw Ashley got attention from and she wanted it. Didn't, she just wants attention. She doesn't care how she gets it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I feel like Margaret was one of the only women on that cast that was genuinely trying to be her friend. And then she goes and totally flips on and then flips on Teresa and really burned her bridge with having an opportunity to come. Look, they were never true friends yeah. anyway. I they weren't. Know. Teresa told me she was bringing her on to come at me, but then that's, then I had exited that season. Right. So it never happened. And then, um, which I mean, there's nothing she could say or do to me because I'm, I'm fully armed with her, but you know, I, I have no, fear of that. I just don't want her in my life. But anyway, um, would you ever film a season with her? With Danielle? Yeah. No, no. So that would be a hard no. You wouldn't do it. Hard. No. Um, I feel like she's a dangerous person because it's one thing when you fight with somebody and you know, you want to throw things at them or whatever, if they're true or whatever, you're, you're just using your weapon, you know, what Danielle does, it's very dangerous is she makes up stories about people and passes them as truths and spreads lies. And to me, yeah. that's a dangerous person. And you don't do that. I saw on Facebook, there's this guy, Kevin Marr. He's the one that wrote Cop Without a Badge. And he is her ex-husband, he did, right? He didn't write Cop Without a Badge, but the book was about oh, him. Oh, it was about him. It was about his. Yeah, Charles Kipps. Oh, it was Charles Kipps that wrote Cop Without a Badge. And yes. so, and- so Kevin, Kevin Marr... Um, yes, I, I, it's been sent to me. Um, he, he has a YouTube video, Kevin Marr, the FBI informant, and he's telling about all his interesting uh, stories of being an FBI informant. And so far three of those, his first one, I think he mentions Danielle and the last two were about Danielle Staub and about her days as a prostitute, a Colombian drug whore. Yeah. Um, all that it's crazy like he's just spilling the beans like and he yeah. he was married to danielle right he was married to her um i met him um 
when we did the show and the book came out and the whole thing, he he sent Danielle's court record. Remember, I was yelling when oh, Teresa yeah. I read your court records, Danielle. Um, he sent her court records and all this stuff to the brownstone addressed to all of us and on the cast to warn us how crazy she is. And so, you know, people were like, oh my God, I'm afraid to touch the court documents. I'm like, I'm reading it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do my investigation. So I, you know, I went through the court documents. I saw everything that she did and um, it, it's insane and it's crazy. But um, so, oh, I know what it was. So throughout this season and in the press, she had lied about her ex-husband. She said that he beat her. He raped her on a bed of broken yeah. glass, shot and killed her dog. He did all these things and she put it in People Magazine, whatever. And he sued her for defamation. And throughout this case, so he tried to depose me, Teresa, Caroline in this case because we filmed with her on the show. Right. He wanted to know what other lies she's told about him that he could use in the case or whatever. And Teresa and I, we, were, we didn't, none of us really wanted to be part of the case. I'm like, right. I don't want to be part of this case. So we were in New York City one time and he was there. It was right after he tried to depose us. So we reached out to him and said, we're in the city. Can we meet with you? He met us out to dinner and we were like, please don't depose us. Like, we don't want to be involved with the crazy, you know, like the whole thing. And he actually let Teresa and I out of the deposition, but, but Caroline had to do it. Oh no. Because she's the most wise, well-spoken one. Right, so we right, had to right. keep one of us. Yeah. So, you know, keep the, keep the smart, well-spoken one. But, but I felt so bad that she had to do it, but he, he let us get out of it. Um, cause I didn't want to have to go there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, let's just say after that case, I think he did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I was watching his videos and it's crazy. He makes a lot of like really good points of like, you know, he has like news clippings of when she was arrested and it was an FBI raid. Like it wasn't like a, you know, you know what else he sent me? Because I thought he was crazy because yeah. of what Danielle told me about him. He sent me a, um, he took a lie detector test, a three hour polygraph test in the state of California with this thing up his ass, the whole thing. He passed every question on the test. He challenged Danielle to do the same and she wouldn't do it. Wow. I mean, that says everything right there. She lied to, just like she lied about Steve. Remember Steve? She said that he filmed her while they were having sex. All yeah. That never happened. And he sued her for defamation and won. But then she filed bankruptcy. So he, she never paid she never him. paid him. Never got paid. Well, and then now she has her most recent husband, Marty, who she claimed abused her. And then... It's a story. You know, I hate to say this because, like, I, I, you know, sexual abuse does happen. Yeah. But I will say with Danielle, her story has changed so many times on the age, where, when, this, that. Like, I don't even know if that really ever happens. Yeah. I can't say I 100% believe it even happened because of the story changes and the ages she has told when she left home. I had a girl on Facebook reach out to me that claimed that she was their neighbor with Danielle, like knew her family, went to school, high school with her. She graduated high school with her. And then she said that Danielle had moved away with her boyfriend or something to Miami, you know, and Danielle said, told me she left home at an early age because of the abuse and she fought back. But her friend's like, no, I graduated with her and like sent me stuff. I was like, whoa, like, 
this is crazy. So I, you know, like the story changed so much. I just had doubts. There were too many pockets in her story. I didn't believe. Yeah. I mean, and if, if you're telling the truth, your story really shouldn't be changing that often. Yeah. And then, and then she said she grew up in this like Italian Catholic family, but when her mom passed away, it said in her, um, death announcement, she was like a Methodist something. I forget what it was. It was something, it wasn't a, it wasn't Catholic. No. So it's like, I, there's just so many stories she tells. I don't know what's real and what's not. And yeah. I know that she has spread many, many, many lies about me, my husband, my family, and put it out in the press. And, you know, people hear things and then they think things are true or whatever based on lies. And I've had people that she's actually um, DMs about me, my daughter, totally not true. And they've sent me screenshots of mm. things that she said. I kept the file on her of all her lies because I thought about suing her Yeah, because there were so many lies. I, I just couldn't believe the stuff that she makes up and spreads about people. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I know she so, recently turned the target on Andy Cohen on her podcast and was saying that like, he's like heavily into drugs and is, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping around with all these men. And she had a lot of like accusations to make against him, which if she's trying to get back on TV. I mean, I mean he's a grown man. I'm sure he like has like boyfriends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know his story like that. Um, so I don't know what's true. It's not, he's never, you know, done drugs about me, around me, whatever. But yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Because Danielle might tell partial truths. Yeah. But she also makes up stuff. You know what I mean? So Some stuff know. are true. Some stuffs are partially true. Some stuffs are straight out lies. You know? So you never know with her. Right. Um, Farms Boy on Instagram wants to know if you'd ever consider making a cameo on the show now. Now, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I would. Well, now that I've moved away, when I was living there, a hundred percent, I just would never want to. I'm trying to think if I was here now and they all came to Vegas, would I like? Uh, would I? Hmm. Or- I won't. I won't say no for like if they came to Vegas and they were like, "Oh, we want to see you," or, but I don't know who would say that, Dolores. Yeah. Maybe Dolores. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I won't say no to to that now because I won't I won't get sucked in. Like if I was living in New Jersey, hell no, I would never do that. Yeah. Because I don't want to get sucked into that whole thing. But if it's just like a you're out here, like I could make an extra, you know, X amount of money for a quick hi. No. Quick dinner with Dolores. Um, What do you think about her and, and Frank? I feel like everyone on the show wants them to get back together. Can you ever see her and, and Frank um, Sr. reuniting? I don't know. I, they, I think they, they, they're like, they love each other. Like yeah. they're like brother and sister. Um, I don't know how they're, I haven't followed it recently to know how it's grown or whatever since they're like do, filming together now. But I mean, I think there's always like a love there, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Cause she's like, I don't know. She's in a different place in her life. I think. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, her kids are grown now. It's like, I think he'll always be in her life, but 
maybe if there's no one else in her life that she's has feelings for or whatever, and they're there, I mean, you know, why not have sex? Who knows? (laughs) I love it. Um, D Goldsmith on Instagram wants to know if Teresa apologized, would you ever consider being her friend again? Apparently I think she said that uh, she would have a drink with you if she were ever in Vegas. Oh, okay. Um, it's not something I think about. Um, I, it's hard. Teresa never really forgives when she thinks that someone's hurt her or whatever. I don't know how many times we've had this sit down where it's like, let's put the past behind us. Let's whatever. And then something happens where it just, I don't know what she thinks I did to her. Um, because she's said things that she knows aren't true, Yeah. But, you know, to, because she's angry with me. So she's trying to, you know, say things that I did or whatever that aren't true. The real reason why that Teresa and I fell off was because of my relationship with Melissa when she came on the show, because she, Teresa was hoping I'd be a loyal friend. I'd go against Melissa. I'd have her back a hundred percent. But I'm a very fair person. And when Melissa came on the show, I, you know, Melissa's telling me in what in my ear, tell me all these things Teresa's doing to her, did to her. And then I have I see Teresa actually kind of doing some calculating things to Melissa also. Um, I think they were both now looking back, I think they were both trying to manipulate me, but I'm a very open-minded person. So if I see Teresa doing something wrong, I'm gonna tell her I think you're doing something wrong. And she doesn't like to hear that. So she takes it like I'm against her, but I, I loved her. Like I wouldn't, I was not against her. I was just trying to tell her that her, the way she was reacting or doing certain things wasn't the right way to handle it or whatever. Um, but I could feel her pulling away from me when that happened. We, our relationship started falling apart when Melissa came on the show. That's when she, she was acting different to me off camera things were changing. It was just a whole different dynamic between us and it never got back to normal. And, you know, even the California scene, remember we made up in the RV and yeah. we're hugging and it was all cute. Um, so I left that scene. Okay. Later on that night, she was in their RV, whatever we were done filming there. Her RV was open. She, I was going over there. She was in there with talking to the producers. I think Melissa was in there. And I hear her saying how she hates my fucking guts mm. after we just hugged and made up. And now, so there was like a week left of filming after that. And so I'm like, do I address this on camera that I overheard her and make it part of the story? Or do I just like play the game, forget, like I heard anything, which you can see after that. Remember I had gone in there and I curled her hair and I was yeah. very quiet because I knew it was fake. Like I knew she hated me. And I was like, I'm not getting involved in this anymore. I don't care. I'm not doing the show after this. Like I had already said, like, I'm not doing the show after this. Cause I was, that was also the height of Nick's regression. Yeah. Like things were, they were trying to catch little things on camera with Nick's little idiosyncrasies. It was pissing me off. Yeah, I was like done with the show anyway. So I'm like, I'm just going to play this out and I'm done. I'm done with the show. So I was very hurt by that because I was sincere in making up with her and she wasn't sincere in making up. And at that time, she still hated Melissa too. And they were acting like they were, had rejoined. And it was just, the whole thing was became fake to me. And I was just turned off by all of it. What uh, I know she 
has a new boyfriend. She's now dating this Louie guy, and she seems very happy. It was interesting at the reunion, though. Andy asked her about her relationship with Joe, and last season we saw that she opened up about um, talking about how she knew she had to leave him, and she believed that he had been unfaithful to her. She says that she's only slept with Louie since dating Joe Gorga. Do you think that that's true, or do you think that there may be some... Listen, people talk. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't in her bedroom. Yeah. I've heard she was with other people, um, but I don't, I wasn't there to witness any of it or talk to her. I'm not her friend. I don't know these things. You know what I mean? Um, But like you were saying before, like I never say never. If someone wants to make things better, I'll make things better. Will we ever be like we were? She lives there. I live here. If she comes to Vegas and we put the past behind us, sincerely and she wants to like party have a good time i'm your girl are we going to be like we were before i don't think she'll ever be that way with me because you know just to finish answering your question but um i'm i i am happy to see that she it she seems like she's in love with this guy and i don't think she's ever been treated like that and knows really what love because you know she kind of grew up with joe's kind of like a brother's right. type relationship like I think this is a different type of, you know, she didn't really have the chance to date around much before Joe. So I think now she's kind of like living her life and she found this guy that she's connecting with and, and she's just, you know, glowing with that. I think, you know, I'm happy that she's seeing what love can be like, you know, for sure. Were you invited to participate in the famous Sabra hummus commercial that she and Caroline did for the Super Bowl last year? No. They didn't ask you. I feel like you. No, for the commercial, no. Were you surprised to I see know. them? I, I, no, because I mean, half the time I don't even check my emails, like uh, with, with the, some of the email stuff. But um, I could have missed it. <laughs> I just was going through my phone and found all these opportunity things that I've missed, like all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I just uh, like, I whatever. But, um, no, I was not, as to my knowledge, I was not asked to do that. And, uh, um, no, I think it's good to have her and Caroline together. Were you surprised to see them working together though? No, because I knew Caroline had called her to try to make things right before the commercial, Mm. um, to try to, you know, um, you know, listen, we're both making money. We're here to do a job. Like there's no problems here. And they're both kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't surprised. What other projects do you have going on right now? I know your your Instagram, you're always doing Instagram lives. And so what <laughs> updates do you have for people if they want to continue to follow your life post-Housewives? I'm, re- I'm so bad about posting. And I keep saying to myself, you know, to post more on Instagram or whatever. Because like, I go out, I do things. I'm like, God, I didn't take a picture. Why didn't I? Do-? Like, I, I don't know what it is. I because I'm not like in that world anymore. Like I don't post enough, I think, (laughs) but, um, you know, I, I, I am, um, involved in a supplement company, you know, simple spectrum supplements. And, um, I highly recommend that. Um, I started out as just a customer of that and then grew to be, um, have a little equity in the company. And also, you know, I endorse it. And I'm a huge believer in it. Love it. Just what does it help with? Um, well, for 
it's really for kids with um, sensory issues. Uh, it was well d- designed for kids with sensory issues, special needs, because it kind of fills in the nutritional gaps of like the picky eaters that a lot of kids on the spectrum are. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like any kid that is a picky eater, even adults, it's helping. Um, I always tell people go under my highlight section under simple spectrum supplement. You will see the honest reviews from all the people like families that have been trying it and the results they're getting with their children, um, focus, uh, concentration, eye contact, um, engagement, uh, better sleep, better behaviors, just everything because they're getting the proper nutrition, they respond better to their treatments and therapies and things like that. And it just has everything you want in a product and nothing that you don't, none of the bad crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we know that like the standard American diet is not very nutritional. You know, French fries at school aren't really providing your kids with enough of the nutrients that we need that sometimes you need. I think most of us need supplementation. I mean, if you look at my cabinet, it's full of just different supplements and multivitamins. And I've seen the reviews and I think, you know, it's really it's great that we have these resources that are available now. Cause like, I remember when my brother was like two, three years old and we were like trying to find, you know, vitamins or even just gluten-free foods that didn't taste yeah. like grass and dirt, you right. know? Yes. And we now, experimented so much with that. Yeah. So where can people order those supplements if they want to give it a try? I mean, Amazon, like a lot of stores have it, but I would, I would go directly to the simple spectrum supplement um, Instagram or their website and order it straight from there. I mean, you could do it straight from there. You can find it on Amazon too. It's all over my page, the tags, everything. So you'll, you'll find it. Simple (laughs) spectrum. I love it. And they can obviously go onto your Instagram and see the highlights page and see what other people are saying about it. Yeah. I'm just doing my thing over here. Love in Vegas. I, I just, I, I just love it here so much. I live in a, um, a beautiful, it's like a guard gated, uh, golf club, you know, country club community, so green, beautiful. Like you would think Vegas is just desert. No, it's beautiful, green. We have mountains surrounding us, water, you know, from the golf course, I guess, and like different things. And it, it's just beautiful here. It's, I'm very happy here. I just, I think, I don't know, just being here makes me happy. That's good. You deserve <laughs> yeah. to be happy. Your kids are, are getting older and now you get to really focus more on you. Exactly. This is my time. I know. I'm like, am I, should I retire? No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 51 now. Like, I feel like, should I retire, not retire? Do I do something new? I mean, I'll always help families, you know, affected yeah. by autism. Um, I'll always ed- keep educating myself different ways. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, for chatting with me today. This was so fun to catch up and to get all the Jersey tea. Do you have anything else you want to plug before we we head out? I'm sure I'll think of all that when I hang <laughs> up, but like my brain still isn't working yet. I got to finish my coffee. I love it. But I'll just post about it on my Instagram. Just yeah. Follow me. So everyone can just go and follow you on Instagram at Jack Larita, right? Yes, Jack Larita. Jack Larita. And then I'm sending you some of my new wine. They went out on Friday, so you'll be getting this very soon. It's my new rosé. You should have had that for me here. We could have been drinking that the I whole wanted time. to. I wanted to, but we couldn't get the orders out until Friday. So it's it's being shipped. It's on its way. You'll get it in the next couple of days. Oh, I'm but so you're getting excited. a case of of some wine for you to enjoy this hey, summer. Some rosé. 
<laughs> yes. Maybe I'll call you on Instagram live and we'll yes. have it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you again, Jacqueline. I really appreciate you calling in and chatting with me. I would love to see you back on our TV screens at some point in the future. <laughs> it almost happened once. <laughs> Did it? Was yeah. it the the Manzoed spinoff? Was that? No, no, I did some of that, but no, it was a different show. But then, no, it did. But will we see you on our TV screens in the future? Is that an option? Is that on the table? I don't see that, but I never say never. It just depends on the right opportunity. If it's not, I don't want to invite all that drama back into my life because I'm just very, I feel like it was giving me cancer. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could feel it going through my veins. Like yeah. the, the stress overload and yeah. stress. And I don't have that now. So it's nice. So that's good. I don't know what it would take for that. You know, time, time will tell. <laughs> well, thank you, Jacqueline. Everyone can give Jacqueline a follow at Jacqueline. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. And don't forget to follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And listen to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday. And get my new Housewives watching wine at NoFilterWine.com on sale Thursday, June 10th. So be sure to order. Send me your pics so that I can share them. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Jacqueline. I know you're going to. Everyone's going to love it. And I can't wait to finally share it. All right, guys. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. Thank love. you. Bye. Bye.